faith does not bow. It is the word of truth. I am what it says I am. I can do what it says I can. I'm a believer and not a doubt. I'm a doer and not just a hearer. I am humble before the Lord. I'm obedient to the Lord. I am mature in the Lord. I'm enthusiastic about the Lord. I know that faith coming by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Amen. How does faith come? Amen. Hold on to that. Amen. Our scripture text today is going back to where we've been. Luke chapter 11, verse 8. It says, but I tell you this, though he won't do it for friendship's sake, if you keep knocking, somebody say keep knocking. If you keep knocking long enough, he will get up and give you whatever you need because of your shameless persistence. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. This is going to be our third sermon in this series that is kind of centered around our theme for the year, the year of great persistence. And we have kind of subtopic this a particular series, the power of persistence. And we have been defining persistence this way. It is to continue firmly in an opinion or course of action in spite of the difficulty, opposition, or failure. Persistence is also the unwavering commitment to a goal or a purpose despite the obstacles or setbacks that may come. In the Bible, persistence runs close with words like endurance, perseverance, steadfastness, which means simply to just you're going to stick to something and never give up. Amen? Now, last week we looked at persistence from the standpoint of Hannah praying uh, for a son. And we know the outcome of her persistence was Samuel. We looked at uh, Jesus' uh, short parable of the persistent widow, you know, who went before the unjust judge. And because of her persistence, he finally gave in and granted her request. And we closed last week with the Canaanite woman who persisted uh, with Jesus in spite of, you know, a little slap in the face, in spite of a little put down. She still persisted because she wanted her daughter healed. Amen? And so when he revealed at the end of that, all of that was connected to her faith. And so today we're going to continue uh, and this first text comes as a result of Sister Adrian kind of stopped me last week and said, hey, you know, I have put a question out there and said, if anybody, you know, I was going to talk about women and if anybody who may know the women that I was talking about, just hit me up. And she got two or three right and she had another one. And so because of that, I thought, okay, I'll take a look at the one that you had that I didn't have and see what the Lord gives me. Amen. And so we found this in, in Mark chapter 5. When I start reading, I'll read 25 to 34. But here's the episode of the woman with the issue of blood. In other words, this woman had a bleeding problem. Some will probably say she was suffering with some type of chronic ailment. You know, as you get older, you learn about chronic yeah. You know, I, at one time, I didn't even know what the word chronic means, except for Dr. Drayton abuse, but, but, but I found out that in medicine, when a doctor tells you you got a chronic ailment, he's telling you you got something that's going to be with you for 
And it's a good possibility it's going to be with you the rest of your And chronic things have a way of causing you to change the way you live. Chronic things cause you to drink more water than you used to. Chronic things cause you to be aware of the weather and when it changes. And you want to know where this pain comes from. It's chronic. And so this woman had a chronic situation. She was bleeding. Had been bleeding for 12 years, something the Bible say. And, and, and as a result of that, you know, she had a double problem, Doc. Is that in accordance with the law, whenever a woman bled, she was considered un- and almost like a leper. She wasn't supposed to go around folks. So can you imagine this woman living like that for 12 long years? That she had to be careful who she go around. Because she had a situation that never stopped bleeding. But somewhere she heard that Jesus was coming by. And decided that she was going to press her way through to just touch Just touch. All, she, all I need to do is just. I believe that I could just. And you know, in the midst of all this, now Jesus was just getting off a boat. A lot of people around him was crowded. And as a result, a ruler of the temple or the synagogue came to him and said, Hey, my daughter's gravely sick, Jairus. And so now Jesus was on his way to make a house call. But on his way to make a house call, Major, he had enough power to heal a woman on the way. That's almost like you don't call the ambulance coming to your house. But on the way to your house, they see a wreck over on the side of the road, so they're going to stop there too. Now I can imagine when Jesus made this stop, Major, your area's probably got a little tight. You supposed to be going checking them out. And now you're going to make a roadside well, I'm sure this woman could care less what other folks thought and what Jairus thought because she had a problem. Chronic. Problem. You know, look at this. Y'all in verse 25, it says, a woman in the crowd has suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. Chronic. She has suffered a great deal from many doctors. Doc, they weren't doing it right. They were taking her money, but they didn't have no cure. So she was almost broke trying to pay her doctor bills. You know, health insurance is, a, is pretty high. And, and if you ain't got it, you definitely don't want to go to no doctor. I mean, just to say, ah, oh, touch here, $150. So you know you don't want to be in there every week with a chronic condition. He says, and over the years, she has spent everything she had to pay them. But she had gotten no better. In fact, like most chronic diseases, they get worse. Amen. Every now and then you can slow down the progress. And sometimes, I guess, doc, some can't even be reversed. You eat right, change some lifestyle, things can slow down. So some of you who are dealing with some chronic Issues right now. You may need to make some changes to your lifestyle. Amen. 
if you want to be delivered, you may have to make some. In order to make those changes, you may have to press your way through some habits that you had for years. And decide that I'm no longer going to do that because I'm dealing with this. Now look at this. In verse 27, I see a persistent effort. She had heard. Somebody say heard. How did I say faith come? She had heard about Jesus. So she came up behind him, not in front of him, but behind him and through the crowd and touched his robe. Y'all got to get that. Behind, and she had to make her way. You know, back in the day when we used to go to concerts and you didn't get that early, but you wanted to get close to the stage if you could, you had to make your way. You saw all those folks in front of you, but you know I, I got to get close to the Commodore. Then my homeboy. So, so I'm on. Excuse me. Excuse me. And you see somebody over there, they just move a little bit. You just get over in there and they play. You know what I mean? And before you know it, you, you, you have gotten to where you're trying to. Yeah. And this woman had to work her way. Somebody said work her way. She had to work her way through the crowd. Just to touch his robe. Now look at this. This 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 I call this inner dialogue. You know, uh, inner monologue, I'm sorry. Monologue, because she's talking to herself. Now, in verse 28, he says, For she thought to herself. Sometimes your condition gotta be dealt with you first, and you gotta think about some things you can do before you go run to somebody else. You got to think and have this thought process in your own mind. What am I going to do to make my situation? So she thought to herself, if I can just touch his robe, I'll be healed. Immediately the bleeding stopped, verse 29, and she could feel her body, feel in her body that she had been healed of her terrible condition. You know, sometimes your body will talk to you. Your body will let you know when you're feeling better, maybe. You've been kind of down the last couple of weeks or something, and your body started talking to you. But your body will also let you know when something's going. You got to be able to listen to both sides of that conversation between you and your body. When your body is telling you certain things is going wrong, don't ignore your Listen to your feet. When they start hurting too much. Listen to your back. Listen to your head. Listen to them joints. When they start talking to you, you need to. No, y'all don't hear that thing. Maybe y'all just ain't old enough yet. If you live long enough, your body will talk. Amen. Now, 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 now look at verse. 30. I want, I want you to, to see, see this. this. Jesus realized at once that healing power had gone out from him. Jesus knew somebody had touched him in a way that was different from everybody else. I'm pretty sure in a crowd that's thrown out all around him, there was a lot of people touching him, bumping into him. But there was something different about this touch. So he turned around in the crowd and asked, who 
touched my robe. Now, you know, his disciples close to him, Moses, they hear that. They think Jesus having some mental problems. Because they come off a little bit rude. You know, in verse 31, his disciples said to him, look at this crowd pressing around you. How can you ask who touched you? Look, look, boss. I know you the man. But man, that wasn't a, that wasn't a smart question. They didn't know what he knew. It was only dealing with the natural. In the natural, that made sense. Maybe we're in here with a hundred people all squeezed together and everybody trying to touch you. And all of a sudden, someone asks, you know, you're going to ask me, who touched me? And I'm saying, man, it was tenfold. But out of those tenfold, somebody touched me in a way that got my attention. See, everybody don't reach the Lord in a way that get his attention. But every now and then, when you reach out with the right attitude and the right heart, you can get his, even in the midst of a crowd, you can get his. The Bible says, but he kept on looking. Somebody said, kept on looking. That sounds like persistence on Jesus' part. He could have stopped looking. But the Bible said he kept on looking around to see who had done it. Look at this. Then the frightened woman, trembling, and I can imagine, Brother Anthony, you in this crowd, you know you done touched the man. He ain't called you out, but you know you done touched him, and now you ain't even supposed to be there. You, you may get exposed that you bleed, and you ain't even supposed to. You could be in trouble with the law for being in the place that you're in, and you done touched the man. See, when women started bleeding, men used to go out of their way not to come. But in contrast, just the opposite happened with Jesus. So when it comes to things that men have established as law, if the Lord wants to deal with you and heal you and minister to you, he can do it in spite of what the law says. And you can't let the law of folk keep you from getting the touch that you need. Amen. If this woman hadn't been so concerned about what the law said, she'd probably still be. But she had heard something. And so this woman was frightened. And look at this humility. And she fell at his feet and told him what she had done. Jesus didn't upset, didn't get in undignified. All he did was what he came here to do. It's a heal the sick, the man of broken heart, set captives. And he said to her, daughter, somebody say your faith. Your faith has made you well. Go in. Look, good God Almighty. Because he said your suffering is what? You know, some of you have been going through some chronic things for a long time. And it's, and it's time for you to realize that some things go. It's some suffering you got to come out of. And you got to get to that place in your life where you hear the Lord tell you, it is. I'm not going to let this suffering, I'm not going to let this pain, I'm not going to let this anger, I'm not going to let this thing wear on me to become a chronic condition in my body. Sometimes I got to hear the Lord say, your suffering is over. 
Open up your ears, open up your heart and your mind so you can hear him tell you, yo. And once you hear that from him, don't let nobody keep you in a state of... Y'all better hear me today. Somebody just needs to reach out and touch. And believe if you have the faith in him, he will in return bless your faith. Amen. And so that's what we say. Faith come by... You got to hear this word before you can believe this word. And if you hear this word enough and you get it in your heart, you will establish faith in your heart and you will start trying to live what you hear. Faith comes by. So this woman got what she was looking for. And on the flip side of that, Jairus panicking out. He got what he was looking for too. He just didn't know it at the time. Because while Jesus was working on her, he already had the solution to his problem. I ain't got time to look at Jared, but y'all can read that. It's kind of follow in that same chapter. You can get the picture. But I do want to go now to talk to uh, about two blind men in Matthew chapter 9. In my last two turns, going to deal with blind folk. Somebody say blind folk. Folk just, just can't see. And here, Matthew records the persistence of two Blind people who followed after Jesus departed Jairus' house. And what we see here is that these men persisted, Brother Moses, to the point of annoyance. You know, somebody can be annoying to you. You can tell when somebody is annoying to you, somebody just kind of bothering you a little bit. But annoying folk, they follow you around. Every time you look around, they just, that's annoying. These folks were annoying. They've been in somebody else's house following Jesus. And see, sometimes you just need to be. See, you, your situation ain't chronic enough yet. When they get to the point that you realize how bad it is, you're going to be. Y'all better fill in the blank. Uh, right now, I'm all right. Yeah, okay. Have you prayed about way? I talked to him a little bit now. He ain't annoying. You need to start talking to him more. You need to start following him around, taking him everywhere you go. Because these men wanted a solution to their... So now look at this. In verse 27 of Matthew chapter 9, he says, After Jesus left the girl's home, two blind men followed him Follow along behind him, shouting. Somebody say shouting. You know when you shout, it, it's loud. You know loud. You know I remember back in the day, folks say you ain't supposed to be loud. Just depending on what you got to shout about. <laughs> you know if you ain't got nothing to shout about, then you're being loud. But if you got something to shouting. Man, I've been blind all my life. I've been blind. I can't see. I got a problem. And now you want me to tone it? You can see. But you want me to, you don't want me to be an annoyance. You walk around, you can see, you heal. But all of a sudden now you think I'm wrong for following him into this. They were shouting, son of David, have mercy on us. You know, these guys were, Companions in affliction. 
You know, sometimes we go through the buddy plan. We go through. <laughs> you don't just go through by yourself. You got somebody else that's going through. And when y'all are going through together, you got to be on one accord that you both want to be here. I don't mind being, being on the buddy plan with your major, but if you have no desire to get healed, you got to get off the plan. But if we both got the same intent, we both want to be healed, then we need to come in agreement that there is our solution. And we're going to do whatever we need to do. I don't need you holding me back when we're on the buddy plan. Brother Wilson, we're on the buddy plan. I'm finna follow him in the house and say, well, that's going to embarrass us. No, ain't no embarrassment. Are you on the plan or not? If you're on the plan, we're going to follow him right into the folks' house because we believe he is the solution. And we ain't going to shut up. Son of David, have mercy on us. Unison, on us. Y'all don't believe me, but look at verse 28. They went right into the house. They ain't even knocked. They went right into the house where he was staying. And Jesus asked them, do you believe I can make you see? Man, that's a significant question there. Do you believe? Everything in our relationship with him starts with our belief system. You got to believe that he is the son of God. You got to believe that he was raised from the dead. You got to believe that he was sitting at the right, he's sitting at the right hand of the father interceding on you. You got to believe that he's coming back. Everything that you know about him got to start with what you believe about him. So the reason some of us can't get what we want, we don't believe what we've been asking for. We, we don't believe. We don't live like we want to go to heaven because we don't believe. If you don't think heaven exists, why live like you believe? But if you believe it exists and one day you're going there, then you're going to live like you've been. Y'all better hear me today. And they immediately answered when he asked, do you believe? Do you believe I can make you see? Yes, Lord, they told him. Then he touched their eyes and said, because of your what? Because of your faith, not his faith, but your faith, it's going to be your faith that's going to have to move his hand. If you want Jesus to move on your behalf, you're going to have to bring your faith with you. When you pray, you're going to have to pray in faith. When you believe, you're going to have to believe in faith. When you get up, you're going to have to walk in faith and not by sight. You can't wait till the blessing comes. You got to have faith to believe that you already got it so that you can start living the blessed life before you perceive that you got the. Oh, my God. Y'all better hear me. Sometimes, you know, in your healing take place in your mind before it takes place in your body. Sometimes you have to tell yourself in your mind, I can beat this. I can get over this. I believe that the Lord is going to deliver me from this. I'm telling myself in my mind, I'm getting my mind to come in agreement with my feet, my arms, my legs. I'm getting mine. Then verse 29 says, Then he touched their eyes and said, Because of your faith, it will happen. Look at this, verse 30. Then their eyes were open and they could see. Jesus sternly warned them 
don't tell anyone about this. Now, at that time, Jesus didn't want to be known just as a healer and a miracle worker. Because he knows that everybody takes miracles. I, I got to teach these folks something. There's going to be a time for me to do all these other things. But right now, I got to get this doctrine out there to them. I got to get some things in our heart. But if all they're looking for is a miracle, once they get the miracle, they're gone. So, so therefore, now what I got to see is that, hey, I'm not ready to expose everything I can do. But these guys could care less about Jesus' plan. Now, he, the Bible says he sternly warned them, do not tell anyone about this. Look at verse 31. It says, but instead, they went out and spread his fame all over the region. In other words, they started shouting and telling everybody. You know, it's hard to keep some good news to yourself. When someone has done something good and you have know they've done good for you, and you don't, you don't mind to talk of your joy and the, and the excitement that you have with what people have done, you just have to talk about it. And see, that's what witnessing evangelism is all about, is us being excited about what the Lord has done in our life to the point that even though one side will say you don't tell nobody, the other side says somebody needs to know what the Lord has done for me. Somebody needs to know what he brought me out of. Somebody needs to know just how blind I was, and then I came in contact with someone that could deliver me from all my ills. Somebody needs to hear your testimony. We don't have the same restriction that we put on this man. These men. We don't, we, don't, we don't have that restriction. We're told to go and tell the world all about him. We're told to go out and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them. We were told to spread this good news of the God. And so what I'm telling you is that when he do something for you, that's your testimony. And only you can tell what he has done about for you. No one else can give your testimony. If anyone else gave it, it would be fraudulent. So you're the only person that can genuinely talk about and you know the good thing about that, Major, that makes you an expert. The expert is just somebody who knows a lot about a subject. Well, you know a whole lot about you. Each one of you, not just Major, I pick on Major because they're friends, you know, and I call his name, he's right in our sight. But you know, I can look over here and call Nicky. He know all about you. But you're an expert on you. And so you can tell others what he has done for, and as long as you're telling him what he's done, telling others what he's done for you, then your testimony will be authentic. Amen. Amen. And so and therefore, we have an obligation. If the Lord has done some things in our life, we owe it to him and we owe it to the world to let them know just how good the Lord is. My last case here in Luke chapter 18. I just want to briefly present this last encounter with Jesus and another persistent blind person. This time, it was a blind beggar. Now, he got two bees working against him. One thing to be blind, but another thing to be beggar at the same time. You know, begging is sin. It's one condition. 
but begging and lying is an entirely different situation. And so these men were blind. Uh, this man was blind and a beggar. And when he heard that Jesus was passing by, he did what? He heard. He didn't see him yet because he blind. He just. In spite of the opposition and difficulties, he persisted until he got Jesus' attention. And we're going to see that his persistence paid off. Because, you know, I got a newsflash for you. Just because you're blind and begging, everybody around you don't want you to see. I know y'all didn't want to hear that, but I'm just trying to tell you. And you know, every, everybody that's proud of you, some folks may be benefit of your blindness and your begging. So they ain't, uh, they're not concerned about you whether or not you can see or not. So in spite of what they think, you're going to have to shamelessly continue to beg, continue to press your way through. Because look here, there are some people who are heartless around you. They can look at your tongue and they have no feeling, no sense of nothing. See you going through and walk right. And then had a nerve to tell you, shut up, Tanya. You're keeping up too much. If you had stopped and helped me, maybe I would shut up. But if you ain't going to do nothing, don't say Y'all just need to tell some folks that sometimes when they're looking in on your spirit. Look here, if you ain't going to do nothing, don't. It's easy to talk about what you're talking about. Do something. Now look at this. I want you to see in verse 35 and 36, the inquiry. It says here, as Jesus approached Jericho. Now this is the week before Jesus went to go to the cross. The Passion Week. Now, you would have thought Brother Wilson, man, I'm finna die in about a week. I ain't got time. I'm finna close my practice. You know, doc, sometimes doctors do close their, their practices. They look at all them files over there. I got a retirement date. I'm finna close my practice. You figure Jesus got one week to live. It should have been a whole lot of other things on his mind than trying to heal this blind beggar. But he had to honor the man's persistence and his faith. So now look at this. As Jesus approached Jericho again, a blind beggar was sitting beside the road. When he heard the noise of a crowd going past, he heard, couldn't see, he heard. He asked the question. He asked, what's happening? I hear all this noise. I hear all this commotion. And you got to understand now, most of the time, well, let me use the natural example. Most, most of the time of the when you're driving through our fair city, you see certain people standing on the corner. No sign, help me, work for food. They stand on main streets for a reason. They don't come and stand up here on, in front of driving on bears. But they don't know no traffic. Come through bad. I got to go out here on field. I got to get on Edmund. Why? Because that's... So, so the blind man, you know, 
that I need to be on the main highway because people pass by here and it's a good possibility somebody may. So I'm here at my normal place of begging, but this crowd is going past and they're keeping up all this and nothing wrong with my ears. Some of you may be not physically blind, but you could be spiritually blind or something. But keep your ears open. Just because you can't see everything in God's word yet, keep your ears open so you can hear it before you can I don't know where that comes from. That just dropped right down. I, I, but I'm just telling you, your ears are in, your eyes are too. But when you don't have them, you better rely on your So he asked the question, what's happening? Look what they told him. They told him that Jesus, the Nazarene, was going by. So he began, somebody shout, shout. Man, it looked like everybody that wanted to get Jesus' attention started. And we come to church and we, oh, oh, the Lord bless me. You better learn from these folks right here. You better come to church sometimes and be ready to get your shout off because you done came in here all the way down. Ain't no need to muzzling yourself when you know you need the blessing. You need, hey, you don't care who's around you. You don't care who's trying to say, it don't take all that in church. Look at them over there. No, look, shut up. You ain't blind and you ain't begging. So don't try to, oh God, don't try to hinder me from getting what the Lord got in store for me all because you got yours. You done cast out. You done got yours and left. But I'm still depending on him for mine. Oh, God. So he began shouting. Saying the same thing these other folks said. Jesus, son of David, have mercy. You don't, from all these times I've been reading you last couple weeks, you don't need a long sermon to get Jesus' attention. You just need to put your faith with some words and start shouting what you want from him and believe that he is, his ear will be inclined to hear your, hear your cry. Have mercy on me. Now, you will figure, Ernestine, that people know your condition. Oh. They know you're begging. They know you're blind. You just want something to live. And if it's going to take you shouting to get it, you would think the folks would around you would say, go for it, girl. Do whatever you got to do to get your breakthrough. If you got to run around striving 40 times and flip three times and not going to get your breakthrough, do, what, do whatever you need to do to get your breakthrough. But you know some of these same folks in here that's brothers and sisters, instead of encouraging you to do what you need to do, will tell you, be. We didn't come to church to hear that noise. Be. Shut up. You're going to keep us in service too long with your dancing, with your running. We're going to go past our... You, you need to tell them folks, look here, get your Bible, get your coat, get your glove. You just leave the door. I got some work to do in here. And it may take longer than the prescribed amount of time, but I'm going to keep shouting. 
I'm going to keep trying. I'm going to keep believing. I'm going to keep... Don't come at me when you can see. Don't come at me when your knees are being met. Don't come and try to stop me. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. Now, look at this. Oh, God. Look at this. Folks say, be quiet. Y'all have heard that before in church. It don't take all that to get the break. It don't take all that. But you didn't come to a funeral. You came to a service where somebody wanted to be delivered. You came to a service where somebody got some chronic thing going on in their body and they want to be. Oh, Lord. I know somebody kept looking today. On this whatever 14th day of January 2024, whatever the Lord tell you to do, you do it. Don't, don't you let somebody sitting up in here. They can see because they can tell time. <laughs> They're all right. They ain't hungry. So look here, but you know you got a need and I encourage you, don't you leave here and have your needs gone met if you believe that the Lord can deliver you from whatever it is. Good God, all he was saying is, son of David, have mercy on me. I don't need nothing in this situation but mercy. I don't want your money. I don't want this. I don't want that. All I need is have mercy on me. Have mercy on me. Have mercy on me, God. Have them. And, and then here's where y'all, some of y'all fit in verse 39. I got to read it because it's in the Bible, but if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't even talk about y'all. But, but if, it don't, if this don't fit you, don't get mad at me. I'm just reading the Bible. Because in every crowd, there's probably somebody in there who shouts, be quiet. Be quiet, Lisa. You keep it up. Too much noise there. Brother Anthony, you talking back too much in the service. They said it to you, but they thinking it in their mind. I wish he would just pastor don't need no help with that sermon today. He just need to We're going to run that be quiet spirit out of some of y'all today. And I hope that if you can't get rid of it, don't come back next week. Because we want to make some noise in the house of the Lord. We didn't come just to be. We didn't come just to be quiet. Hallelujah. Have your quiet time on the way home in your car. But right now, we come to praise him. We come to magnify him. We come to exalt him. Don't be quiet. You, you yell out to the Lord hear you. And he got to hear you over all the noise. <laughs> Be quiet. <laughs> oh, glory. Oh, glory. Oh, glory. Hmm. Oh, glory. You just don't know. You just don't know what some people are going through. And you got the nerve to tell them to. Tell them to be quiet. You just don't know. Don't automatically assume because a person is loud that they just putting on a show. Some people are really genuinely 
Oh God. Brother, Brother JP, look, 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 look what it says. Because we're gonna get back to the shout thing here after I read this. He said, Now some said, be quiet. In the Bible, let me know who they were. The people in front. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the people in front. They tried to tell the folk in the back. You sitting right up there next to the fire. You getting warm, but I'm in the back and I need some heat back here. And you're going to tell me to be quiet? You all right up there, Brother JP. You on the front row. You can see. Oh, God. And then now you got nerve and look behind and say, y'all be. Y'all interrupting my work. You sitting on the front row. People in the front yelled at him. But look at this. For all those who don't let folks shut you up. But he only shouted louder. <laughs> oh, glory. Can I get some louder in here today? Can we get about 30 seconds of louder? Louder! Louder! Don't let somebody mother your praise. All I need is about 30 seconds of louder. Lord, I need you. Lord, I believe it. You got what I need. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody shout louder. Louder. Look at somebody sitting next to you and say louder. <laughs> I know. I know. I, I used to be like that too. Maybe I was like that too. I would think that you know you go to church and, and you know you ain't supposed to say nothing in church. You're just supposed to sit there and listen and take it all in. But every now and then, you got to get louder. Every now and then, you got to get louder. Striving for perfection ministry is not a high church. We didn't come just to open up the Bible, read something and say, sit down. Let's do a prayer at a station and go home. Every now and then we come together. Ain't nothing wrong with being, if you're loud for the right reason, nothing wrong. You know in the word they say, what they say about the squeaky wheel? Some of y'all ain't got no oil because you ain't squeaking. You better start squeaking. <laughs> and you better start squeaking even. But he only shouted louder. Son of David, have mercy on me. Now look at this. Because he was louder, he got above the noise. When Jesus heard him, he stopped. If I don't hear him, I keep walking. But because he's louder than everybody else, he's standing out. Even though I don't see him, I... He stopped and ordered that the man be brought to him. As the man came near, Jesus asked, What do you want me to do for you? Wow, a significant question. The Lord asked him, and he said... I want to see. Short statement. I want to see. 
specific. I want to see. Sometimes when you go to God in prayer, you don't need to be all over the place. You need to be specific in what you want from him so that you will know if you got what you ask Sometimes we're just too general in our prayers as if we're afraid that if he don't answer our specific prayer, there's some shortness on our part. The miracle is on his account. Lord, I want him. My feet are all right today. I ain't even to talk about that. My back feeling pretty good right now. I ain't even talking about that. But Lord, my eyes, I want to. And Jesus said, all right, receive your sight. Your faith has healed you. Look at faith. We see working with all these incidents. And look what he says here. It says, instantly, somebody say instantly, the man could see. And look what he did. And he followed Jesus doing what? Doing what? Now, just praising, just the word praise to me, connotate noise. He followed Jesus doing what? And because Lisa... You got wild, praising God, all who saw it. Now look here. I know I'm going to get in trouble right here, Major. But Major, I'm going to use your God here because you ain't the world's greatest praise guy like me. You don't like showing that emotion. But right now, just stand up for a minute, Major. And now, in your own way, Major, this is you and God. Give God your best. We ain't rehearsing this. This is the first time I call him, Major. It's on the spur of the moment. So I want folks to say, Major, you've been talking. Okay, yeah, because Major, I normally Major don't even get up like that. But Major, just give God your best praise. Your best praise, Major. Even more. Give him your best praise, Major. Now look at this. Now the Bible says when everybody saw Major, everybody praised. Yeah, not somebody, but oh, we ain't leaving here. We ain't leaving here. We're not leaving here to everybody. To everybody. We're not leaving. You might as well get up. Give you are able to. You might as well clap your hands. Ah, I'm going to stay right here. If you walk in, you're going to have to stand up to go out. So you might as well, oh, glory. Help somebody. Help somebody. Somebody need to be blessed by praise. Somebody need to be get that breakthrough. Oh, 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 there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with praising God. There's nothing wrong with shouting hallelujah. There's nothing wrong with telling God, thank you. If you can't do anything else, you ought to be able to tell him, Lord, I thank you for my life, health, and strength this day. I... Some of y'all are just praising because there's nothing hurting in your body. You, you came here feeling all right. You can see, you can touch, you can smell. Your needs have been met. You are just giving thanks for feeding. 
Oh, glory be to God. Glory be to God. Glory! You're worthy, God. You're worthy. You're worthy. The man went from darkness to light, from begging to following, and he went from crying to praising. There's a difference between when you're praising God and you shed tears than when you're crying and you're in sorrow and weeping and moaning because you're going through. I'm talking about tears of joy. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give God a hand cover praise. Hallelujah. 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 I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Hallelujah. 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 Have your way, God. Have your way in this house, O Lord. Hallelujah. 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 So let me let me end on a note that maybe some people well, you had to go a little negative there. Well, I'm, I'm gonna go a little negative to somebody here. So I hope the next time, because you ain't got you ain't bold enough to tell folks something, but the next time you need to think about telling somebody they need to sit down. Don't take all that. I hope you hear my voice telling you to shut up. Shut up. Just, Just shut, shut that, that thought, thought process down right now. You ain't hindering somebody from getting their breakthrough. All because your knees are bent. All because I'm done. I'm done. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Hallelujah! 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 God, we thank you. We thank you for your healing power. We thank you, God, for giving each one of us a measure of faith. We already have it. We just need to walk in it. Hallelujah. Every head by and every eye closed.